What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Slice Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to cover targeted blogs. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about how to find them and how to make sure that they work as an acquisition channel for you and your business. So stay tuned and let's dive in. All right, targeted blogs or sponsored blogs. These are some of my favorites for acquisition strategy. And there's many reasons. So, you know, when you think you can pay to be in basically any media outlet, it might make you think, oh, wow, nothing's real. But the truth is you should be saying, wow, I can get all these eyes on my business with a sponsored article. Um, So basically, this means going out and finding a blogger or a website and you pay them to run a feature on your business. So why do I love these? I love these for a few key reasons. Number one, it does not feel like an ad. So people are really ad sensitive nowadays. So with a sponsored article, you're able to disguise, for lack of a better word, you're disguising an advertisement in a format that feels like people are discovering a news story. So in my experience, it was great because people felt like they're in that discovery mode and willing to read more than they probably would otherwise and able to engage with it. So that actually brings me to my next point. So another reason I love sponsored blogs is it can be really information dense. So you can pack a lot more into a sponsored blog than you can an Instagram ad, for example. So I think blogs kind of outshine Instagram or Facebook with products that require more explanation or services that require more explanation. Obviously, you can do teaser ads and you know, we can do another episode on social advertising. But for this episode, I think it's great if you can't necessarily sell your product in one image or one video. So another another reason I love sponsored blogs is trust. You can leverage the trust that the blogger has built up. So, you know, a blogger earns its audience really slowly and through hard work and they usually have really engaged communities because of this. So people go back to this person because, or this group or this outlet, whatever whatever example it is, but they go back because they trust this person's opinion. So you can leverage that trust and kind of piggyback on these existing pockets of trust um, because they're really hard to build on your own. So you being featured in this article of, let's say, some niche that your product is in, People are going to say, oh, I I automatically am less ad sensitive to this because I know and love this blog. Therefore, I'm going to come back. So yeah, Uh, another reason I like sponsored articles is the engagement, which I kind of talked about. But if you keep the ad to kind of the native format and make it really feel like a blog or an article uh, that people are used to spending time reading and engaging with, it allows you to go a little bit deeper and you can probably get people to a scroll depth that is deeper than you would otherwise. So keep your blog feeling really native and feeling like people are maybe reading news or something that's, you know, buzzworthy. Price is another reason I like. So this is a fifth reason I like sponsor blogs, the price. I think you can find solid sponsor blogs That will give you an initial lift and you can even save up or get like an SBA loan to support this. You know, you can spend anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000. I launched my business with an article with Tiny Buddha, which was in my niche. And I paid in that range. I negotiated down 
you know, $500. And I immediately got paying customers that totally paid back and more for the article. Um, and I still have some today. So the lifetime value of those customers has definitely outweighed the cost. And not only that, well, I guess, yeah, this is another reason I love them is, oh, well, I, I actually have one more thing to say on price. So another thing that you're thinking about, like if you are going to spend $2,500 on Google ads and Facebook ads, and I would do this if you can, I would set aside a certain amount of budget, put it in each of these different acquisition channels, and I'm going to cover a few more in different episodes, and just see like, outline it in a, a document and have each acquisition channel and then say the time it costs you, the money it costs you, put a money cost to your time and look at the cost breakdown of what you spent going into each of those different acquisition channels and what your customer acquisition cost is. That is, how much are you getting out of it? And maybe that's traffic acquired, but maybe it's actual paying customers. And then assign a value to that. That's your customer acquisition cost. And then see where yours is going to be the lowest. It'll be different for every business. But for me, mine was really low on sponsored blogs, lower than Google ads for sure, because those are getting more and more expensive. So anyway, that's the last little bit to tie up on price. Obviously, it's going to be different for you and your business, but you should keep track of what's your customer acquisition cost with every strategy that you're playing with. Okay, so there's also value in that price. You're also getting a backlink, which is, brings me to number six. So backlinks, basically, you can get high, domo high domain authority websites providing contextual backlinks. Hopefully, do follow. You want to make sure that if you can, if it's within your power, you can negotiate do follow backlinks. And you're basically helping your SEO performance all while all these other benefits that I'm talking about are coming into play. So building up your own site's authority and getting exposure to relevant, targeted, trusting traffic. It's like, yes, sign me the fuck up, please. So this is another reason I love sponsored articles. So if you're not familiar with SEO, I'm going to do another episode doing a deep dive on that. So don't worry. But essentially, a big factor in Google rankings is how many other sites are linking to you, you know, in those hyperlinks. And so what the anchor text is, or the the words that are actually being hyperlinked, what the website is, what the website tends to talk about, and why it's linking to you. So backlinks are incredibly valuable for SEO performance. That's all you need to know for the context of this episode. We'll do a deeper dive in others if you're unfamiliar. Whew, I'm out of breath. Okay, so um, the next reason I love sponsored articles is the low production cost. So with a blog or an article, you literally just need words. You don't need cameras. You don't need fancy advertising agencies. And you definitely don't need a PR firm, which in my experience mostly suck. So um, this is great for the person who wants to start simple, maybe the lazy marketer, um, just start with a sponsored blog. Um, and for the eighth reason I love sponsored articles is you can find it uh, in any niche. So pick a niche and you can find a blogger with a dedicated following in just about any any niche. So get Googling and you can find one in your in your business. So I guess a little bit of best practices. So before you actually get into your blog. So those are the eight reasons that I love it. So doesn't feel like an ad. It's information dense. You can use trust. 
it's the engagement is strong, strong. The price can usually be worth it. You get backlinks. There's low production cost and it's niche specific. So those are my reasons. But there's some things you need to know before you actually go out and just sign up for all these sponsored blogs. So basically, I did a sponsored article where I spent a bunch of money and it went pretty much to zero. Like my Google ads or my Google analytics showed that there was like no spike in traffic and I got zero customers. I think maybe one customer from it, but this was like thousands of dollars. and. It was a disaster. Um, I ended up uh, threatening to take them to small claims court, so I got some of it back. So you can, I guess, keep that in your back pocket. But um, just think, like, before you do these, um, before you get swindled into buying an article, these are some of the tips that I would do so that I wouldn't make that mistake again. So um, I think these are the best practices. Um, So number one, Throw their site into SimilarWeb. So SimilarWeb.com is amazing, and it's I'll link it below in the description. But it's basically a way to verify the level of traffic that a website is getting. So it's super powerful. And as a bonus hack, like you can actually see insights from top referring websites um, from that domain that you're analyzing. So you can basically throw competitor sites in there, or you can snoop around other sites and see who the big players are that are referring traffic to these bloggers. And you actually might get another potential lead for um, an advertising source. So basically, you can find potential advertisers. And then you're also vetting the potential advertisers to make sure that their traffic actually mirrors what they're advertising. Because a lot of times if you go to these blog sites or content sites, they'll have press kits and media kits. Obviously, like the media kit is what you're looking for, um, usually under an advertised section. And they will sometimes, they'll, they'll highlight the best moments. So they might project their best month of traffic and say that that's what they get every month. And with SimilarWeb, you can actually go in and verify that. And then you also want to make sure not all the traffic is coming from India or China or um, more so like India and Southeast Asia, a lot of these click farms, there's literally click farms where people will be paying to get supposed traffic when really it's just coming from click farms. And you don't really see that in the US. So if if your product is based in the US and your service is based in the US, um, definitely it's better just to see where the traffic is coming from and verify that this article or this content writer um, isn't doing anything fishy. So next way to verify, and you know you want to trust what people say, but you also want to verify for yourself. So the next would be check their socials and not just the followers, because anyone can fib the follower number. You want to make sure that this site, um, or I guess their account on social, is actively engaged. Like people are commenting. And more than just like an emoji, because those also can be really bot comments. So make sure that they're, you're not getting scammed by checking the engagement, which might be obvious, but you know maybe not. You might forget to do that when you're so focused on something like a blog. So just make sure that the person that you are going to work with is legit. 
So I think the best way to do that is is my next way or my next on the list for best practices. It's ask for previous advertisers. This is an absolute must. Like you got to get connect with past advertisers and just say, hey, do you mind connecting me to someone that has advertised with you before? And then you message that advertiser and say, hey, I'm thinking of running an ad with you know X, Y, and Z. How did it go for you? Would you recommend doing this? And if they don't have a reference for you, I would steer clear. Like the one that I have that I launched with Tiny Buddha, that was great. It worked really well. And she was more than happy to oblige and say, yes, here's a past advertiser. And she, uh, you know, even used me as a reference in the future. So I think it's very important to do your due diligence, do your research here. And if they're not willing to, there's probably a reason why they're not willing to. So there's plenty of other advertisers or advertising platforms out there. Steer clear. Maybe another best practice, you know, better yet, dig in and do the research yourself to connect with the PAX advertiser. So I would I would recommend doing both. But if you can go find blogs of their past that were labeled sponsored on, on the site, then you reach out to that sponsor yourself. And you might get a little bit more um, honest answer out of them. So just, I guess those are connected, but do your research and connect with them yourself. So and then ask good questions. You know, before you book this article, I would ask important questions. And some of the questions I would ask are, what are your average click-through rates for sponsored articles? You know, and they might not have that, but if they do, you want to see you want to see that. I'd also ask to see an example of a piece of content that actually did well for them. Um, and I would also ask, what's the average scroll depth per an article? And they may or may not know that depending on the size. And then ask, are you going to be providing do follow backlinks? And if so, how many? And what's your domain authority, et cetera? You, you just want to do your research and ask as many questions as possible up front. So yeah, with that, there's there's obviously so many questions that depend on your specific business. But you can ask demographic questions. Usually they'll have that in like a media kit for you. Um, but if not, yeah, they'll probably have that. You can also verify the domain authority of a website with sites like Ahrefs or Ubersuggest, which I'll talk more about in the episode about um, SEO. So yeah, the next the next item on the list is pick ones that are in your niche. So as in they are writing about or care about solving the problems that you are also trying to solve. So, you know, it's also nice if you can send them your product you know, people are going to be more willing to promote products and sites or services that resonate with them and their mission. So it makes sense to pick a niche that is aligned with your pro- problem that you're solving. So for example, when I launched with Tiny Buddha, they loved art and meditation. So they were much more willing to work with me um, rather than if I, you know, if I went to, and sometimes it's nice to start in those smaller, I mean, it's still a good size blog, but I didn't go straight to Welling Good and was like, hey, you should write about me, which you can definitely try. But if you can get traction with some of these smaller ones first, and then like usually the smaller ones is actually how bigger media outlets pick up news. So if you can write something really compelling at a smaller level for cheaper, you might be surprised it might get picked up by something a little bit more mainstream. So 
Yeah, use your use your why of you know that we kind of talked about in your brand house um, and your purpose and your mission to your advantage here when you're reaching out to these potential bloggers and you know if you're a fan of the site definitely say so but you know don't lie you can also just say I've been doing research and your blog seems to be one of the best or you can say hey I'm a longtime fan and I I've launched a new product or service and I want to advertise with you um, you'll be surprised. People are willing to work with you if you are in alignment. So just to recap, throw the sites into SimilarWeb, check their socials, not just followers, ask for previous advertisers, better yet, do the research and connect to the past advertisers, ask them good questions that are relevant to your business, and pick pick content sites that are in your niche. So yeah, that's kind of my best practice uh, for getting started with sponsored articles. I'm going to go through and do some of my favorite acquisition channels um, in the coming weeks. So next week, we will cover affiliate marketing. But if this was valuable to you, if you have tried sponsored articles or have not, definitely give them a go. Let me know how it goes for you. If anyone's interested in getting connected with USA Today, I also have a contact there. You can shoot us an email and I would be happy to loop you in. So they, it's another reason I like these, and I didn't even think of this, I should have added this to the list, but you can get those credibility points of like, as seen in or featured in and that you you start to build up your own trust as well with sponsored articles. So that's kind of a bonus as well. So if you're, if you haven't tried them yet, definitely give them a go. I hope this episode provided some sort of value. Um, If you're enjoying this format, please let us know. If you're missing the interviews, we're definitely going to bring them back. So do let me know if you prefer those as well. And of course, share this episode with a friend. Until next week, you guys stay blessed. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Sliced Podcast. If you enjoyed listening, we would love for you to share this little slice of insight with your friends. See you next week.